Do you think you may have a problem with your alcohol consumption or drug use? Are you thinking about quitting and want to know what all the sober hype is about? Are you in recovery and chose to tune in for some inspiration? Whatever the reason, I'm so grateful you are here with me today. My name is Sarah, and I am the creator and host of this podcast. I spent most of my life drinking, and eventually I realized how alcohol was negatively impacting my life in many ways. One day at the age of 39, I decided I was sick and tired of feeling sick and tired, and I reached out for help. I have been sober since 2012, and it has changed my life in ways I never imagined. I am so happy that I got the chance to live a more comfortable life, free of the chains of addiction. Today, my life just keeps getting better. Sober Gratitudes was born out of the desire to recover out loud so that others could see the hope in sobriety. In each episode, I speak with a recovered alcoholic or addict who shares how their life changed for the better after they got sober. I welcome you to subscribe to my podcast to hear these amazing stories of people from all walks of life. They too want to share in this mission to help others and to end stigmas of addiction. I promise you, you will be inspired. Whether you have been here before or you were a first-time listener, I would be so grateful if you would take a minute to write a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show so that it can reach more people who may be struggling. You can also reach me at sobergratitudes at gmail.com with any questions or comments. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you again for dropping in today and welcome to Sober Gratitudes. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sober Gratitudes. My name is Sarah, and I am so grateful you're here today to listen to another awesome episode with an amazing mom. Um, Her name is Ellen Aronson, and she's from Colorado Springs, and she's known as the Clean Twin Mom on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. And Wow, I looked at her Instagram page and was so inspired. Um, She's had quite a journey in motherhood, but she's also here today to talk about her sobriety and her journey in in that area as well, and to talk about what her aspirations are in terms of place and social media. So welcome, Ellen. How are you today? (laughs) I'm doing well. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So, um... So tell us a little bit about your life. Currently, I am 35, and I have one-and-a-half-year-old twins, boy-girl twins, um, Noah and Bella, and I've lived in Colorado Springs. I actually grew up here. I'm a native. Great childhood. Everything was amazing. My brother and I were best friends growing up. I was a total tomboy. Basically, I think, you know, I was totally on the right path for everything. I never, you know, did anything wrong, never got in trouble, just wanted to totally do everything right and make everyone happy. I'm a total people pleaser, um, which is a huge thing that I'm learning in my recovery. Um, And so, you know, I was straight A student in high school on the honor roll, played sports, played the flute in band, um, got along with everyone and was really just on path for, you know, um, good things. And then I met a boy, um, who was my first love and 
who was awful um, and was a drug addict. And I didn't know it at the time, but um, basically I emerged myself so much into that relationship that I completely lost everything that I was and every piece of Ellen. I thought that he was, you know, I thought he was the one forever and was going to be, I, I didn't know what love was. So I thought everything that was going on in our relationship was normal. Um, he was super charming. He was also very controlling. I just couldn't do anything. Um, and that was like the worst time in my life to be doing that because I was going off to college. <laughs> he had, um, introduced me to meth at that point in our relationship. He ended up getting a job in Cincinnati and he was like, if you don't move to Cincinnati with me, we're done. We're breaking up, which led to doing crack and cocaine because apparently meth is not for at the time. They didn't do it as much out there. So we just switched. I got to such a bad place there in Cincinnati that, um, like I dropped out of school altogether and wasn't able to get a job and everything was just, I had no purpose. Um, and I just remember calling my mom and saying, I think I need to come home. I did end up having like a full blown mental breakdown, which led to panic attacks. Um, and so I could no longer like be alone without having a panic attack. Um, so lots of anxiety and depression mixed with doing meth. Um, not so good of an experience or not so good of a mixture. <laughs> um, I blamed it all on anxiety and depression, but, um, I mean, obviously when you're doing meth every day, you're like, <laughs> it makes you uh, paranoid, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> uh, super paranoid, super like just high strung just within the month from being home. I finally decided to break up with him. I don't know what finally just got me to that point, but I was just over being controlled and manipulated and lied to. I was just able to quit the drugs cold turkey, which is really insane. And I mean, I did start drinking um, like as a replacement, but I don't remember having any like DTs or you know, anything like nothing. I don't remember having withdrawal symptoms whatsoever. I guess breaking up with him just broke the, the drugs. Um, that was what I needed to get away from the drugs, I guess. Continue but then I started drinking. Wow, that's amazing. So you quit drugs cold turkey on your own, which is incredible and then eventually replaced the taking drugs with drinking alcohol and eventually met your husband who you had fertility struggles with. Tell me about this chapter of your life and how going to rehab launched you into a life of sobriety. So my husband and I got married, like we met and we got married um, and we'd always been, you know, we always had a social life and drank together and, um, but it wasn't like, you know, we were angry fighting every night type drinkers. It was just, um, like once we got married, um, we immediately got 
I immediately got off birth control because we were ready to start a family whenever it was right to happen. Um, and it didn't happen naturally for a year. Um, and so they say, once you're off birth control for a year, um, if it doesn't happen naturally, then you should start maybe looking at fertility treatments or whatever. Um, so I started looking into, um, I started taking Clomid, which is, um, helps you ovulate and um, produce eggs and whatever. Um, and so it was really during the, all the fertility stuff when I was still drinking um, that I was starting to realize that I couldn't stop. Um, so my husband would be like, um, you know, you're taking this pill to make you, you know, possibly get pregnant. And then, you know, there's the two week wait. So don't you think you probably shouldn't drink during that two week wait? And I'd be like, well, but I'm, but I'm just having wine now instead of vodka, you know, like wine won't hurt the baby if, you know, it's just the vodka, you know, just anything right. to rationalize it. And then, so, you know, we tried, he was like, well, I'll, I'll quit, you know, I won't drink either. And so once I could see that he was able to quit, and I was like going to the liquor store and sneaking shooters on the way home because I was also quitting with him. Mm -hmm. um, that's when I was like, <laughs> I can't go one day without it. I'm just gonna lie to, lie to him and I'm gonna take four shots of vodka on my way home from work so that I have it in my system. I won't be drunk so he won't know because I could tell, you know, I knew like, what would get me wasted and what wouldn't by that point. And four shots of vodka didn't do shit for me at that point, but it was enough to keep me from having the shakes and yeah. sweats and withdrawals and whatever. Um, so I did that for a while. And, but at the same time, we're still trying to get pregnant. And I'm like, what am I going to do if I actually get pregnant? Like, yeah. And I didn't, I mean, we thought there were a couple times that I could have been pregnant and I still didn't stop. Um, so that was kind of a lot. And so it was so hard because we're going through all this infertility stuff. We're learning more and more that we're not compatible. I don't make enough eggs. His morphology is abnormal. Um, even if I hadn't been drinking this much, like we would struggle to get pregnant. Um, and all that just made me drink more because I was so overwhelmed and I was so stressed and I was so upset about all of it. Mm -hmm. um, and so all I wanted was to have babies, but all I wanted was to keep drinking, you know, mm -hmm. like I didn't know what was more important to me at that time. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a big, I think that the main thing that really was a slap in the face was like, if you want to have a family and stay married to this man, you can't drink anymore, pretty much. Um, and I didn't know at the time, like I knew we were 
not doing well in our relationship at all. And I just blamed it on infertility stress. And, but, you know, I was drinking so much. And so he was drinking to deal with my drinking. And so I was like, well, you're the alcoholic. Obviously you have the problem, you know, making it all his fault and like doing all the things that we do. Um, but, um, I don't know if you looked at, so I was featured on a fertility blog, um, called the fertility project. Um, but I wrote about it in this piece there. Um, so I had bought this onesie, um, like a baby onesie that said it had like a little elephant on it and said, Hey daddy, can't wait to meet you. Um, and I had bought that like the week that we started doing fertility treatments because I was like, okay, if we get pregnant, I want to, this is how I want to surprise him and show him that like we got a positive test or whatever. Um, and so I had been hiding that in the closets. Um, and so when they went, when my parents and my husband went through everything before rehab, they found all of my bottles of vodka, but then my husband found that onesie. Um, so it was just like, he said, once he found it, he just like dropped to his knees and was like sobbing uncontrollably. Mm -hmm. um, and so really just that, just the image that, you know, I'd never be able to give him that family and give me the family I wanted. And like the fact that I'm hiding this onesie with all of this fucking vodka was just like shattering. So um, I ended up taking that onesie to rehab with me and I kept it in my drawer next to me. And it was kind of like the thing that was like, you're doing this not only because you want to do it for you. It, it was literally the first time where I was like, I do need to do this for me, but also because you're going to lose out on the life that you want for yourself if you don't, you know? So that was kind of like the, yeah, it was like the, like the final. Right. Big thing. The, seed the moment. That was like yeah. The this moment that was like, oh, this is it. I'm, I have to right. be done. Yeah. It, and so it was just, there were so many things like, you know, leading up to it and it was still just like, I, before, I don't know. I mean, when I was drinking and trying to get pregnant, I was like, oh yeah, it'll be fine. You know, one of my friends found a doctor that told her she could drink a wine, one glass of wine every week throughout her pregnancy. So I'll just find that doctor and, you know, um, all the shit that I was trying to like tell myself it'd be okay to like drink through a pregnancy and you know I don't know it was just so my brain was so warped and so like hell-bent on drinking that it um uh it was just crazy but I found out once I got sober that my husband had like gotten a divorce lawyer and was like ready to leave me. 
so you went to rehab and then after rehab, let's talk about your recovery. And then I would yeah. love to hear about like, you know, now what your life is like and, and of course, what yeah. you're looking so, to do moving forward. Um, I went to rehab in Colorado um, and it was like a 28 to 30 day program. Um, it really just depends on your insurance, how long you're there pretty much. Um, but I didn't, I mean, I didn't even think going in like what my life would be like coming out, you know, it's just like, I, I need to go do this and figure my shit out. Um, but once I got out, um, and I was really committed to doing everything because everyone in rehab was saying, you know, go to a meeting your first day out and get a sponsor right away. And it's really all about the people you surround yourself with and make yourself accountable and, um, you know, so many people just go straight back to their old routine and that's why they don't make it. Um, and I am like one, there's only like me and two other people from my rehab that are still sober today. Um, it's just so many just go straight back where they were um but uh obviously my husband was on board with doing whatever he had to do um which is amazing there's not a lot I couldn't ask for better support um then I mean he completely changed his lifestyle and um was willing to do whatever he needed to make sure that I was okay um which is it's been incredibly hard um I mean, he can still drink normally. Um, and at the beginning it was really hard trying to figure out how to do that. Um, with me staying sober and everything. Um, so it's just been a huge learning process for everybody, but he was willing to change what he needed to. And, um, he's been amazing through all of it. But, um, so after rehab, we, um, wanted to give my body some time just to figure out what it was like without alcohol, <laughs> um, before trying to start, um, having, you know, getting pregnant again. Like we wanted to make sure, you know, we still even liked each other. You know, you hear that so many marriages like don't do well when one person goes to rehab and one person doesn't. Um, and, a lot of them end in divorce. So that was kind of scary for us, just the statistic of that. But, um, we ended up, um, I don't remember like the time frame of time frame of everything, but, um, we were just in such a better place and actually just removing the alcohol made everything with him so much better. Um, and you know, he wasn't, feeling like he needed to drink anymore. So we just had this whole relationship where we were honest and raw and open and not just angrily fighting about everything. Um, so it was really good for us to deal with whatever we were going through without the, um, blanket of alcohol, you know? So that was awesome. Um, and I did, so I do still do AA. Um, it's one of my 
um, recovery methods and I see a therapist too. Um, so I've been doing that um, and I was really interested in just helping people with both recovery and fertility um, issues just because that's what I've been through. Um, so most recently I just started my Instagram page, um, Clean Twin Mom, where um, you know I'm there to inspire anyone who wants recovery or anyone who's going through infertility or things like that. Um, and it just makes me feel better to know I can help one or two people um, with anything. But um, throughout recovery, so I still have my job um, that I had when I went to rehab. I just um, worked there part-time. And then obviously we did end up getting pregnant. And so we have twins now. Um, so it's just like all of these things manifested and did finally, um, happen now. And I can't imagine, um, I do definitely think the amount that I drank contributed to my infertility, but I know it was not the root cause. Um, I'm, I just know that me and my husband, the way we are, wouldn't have been able to make a baby naturally anyway. Um, but just being sober before getting pregnant was definitely the path I needed to take because there was no way I would have been able to stop drinking. If, if I had gotten pregnant while drinking, I don't think I would have stopped is what I'm trying to say. Um, and so just being able to go through everything with a clear mind and being able to know that I've never, you know, gotten up with my babies hungover or, you know, had to try to parent them hungover or, you know, said something mean or shouted at them because I'm drunk or, you know, I don't have any of that. I've never been drunk in front of my babies. So that is just a huge thing. Yeah. Um, and so they're a year and a half now and, um, it's just crazy. Like the things that I've gone through sober are just insane. Um, like I've gone through, you know, grandparents dying and dogs dying and being pregnant and being pregnant with twins and having twins and like doing mom stuff and I can do it all now sober and it's just absolutely amazing. That's wonderful. Um, yeah. And, and now you're really focused on helping others using the platform of, you exactly. know, mom with and, and, you know, I think about like that, you know, that, that is something that a lot of women deal with is infertility that I need to, you know, get help, but the stress of it, I'm sure, you know, people use alcohol, this legal drug that's out here in the world, um, to, you know, help with their oh. feelings of disappointment and, yeah. you know, and, um, I can imagine there's a, a lot of people in your, in your community of, you know, women who went through, was it IVF? That, yes. Uh, so okay. we did do IVF was the final thing that, um, we tried IU, um, IUIs, which is intrauterine, yeah. um, insemination, 
but we've all four of those failed. Um, so IVF is what eventually got. And you got through that. So you went through all that sober. So exactly. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I mean, that is amazing because then you're you're dealing with, but I'm sure there's women out there who, you know, time after time would go and drink at that, that just, that, as we know, doesn't really help. Exactly. Um, So, but yeah. And so not drink through that. Yeah. I just want to be here for any of them, any people that if they are drinking and want to stop, or if they're going through fertility stuff and not drinking, it doesn't matter. It's just any, any people going through those things I want to be here for and help them. That's so wonderful. And you know, it's, I am, you will help a lot of people because you definitely have, you've gone through so much. You've, you're now sober, you've, you have children and, you know, when we go through experiences that are so challenging and we feel so much better, it, it, I think it's just a natural for a lot of us and a lot of people that I have on my podcast, they're aspiring to do things that is like outside of themselves, like looking to help other people. And right. Cause it's like, we're not thinking about where we're going to get our next you know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, and we know it's, that life is a lot easier without being dependent on um, this legal drug that you know we all call alcohol. You right. Know? And um, so, I th- I think what your your plans are in in helping other people is wonderful. I just admire you. you and Thanks. wish you the best of luck with it. And yeah, I hope it. I my big huge goal is to write a memoir and get that published but um baby steps baby steps to get there so I want to start building my platform and like I'm writing as it comes but yeah I'm figuring out how to do all of it and navigate all that so well I'm this is this has been so great to hear your story I you are a miracle I mean what you've been through and um, you clearly, um, you're, you're not done yet on this earth, you know, that yeah. you're, you're going to do a lot with what you've experienced and help a lot of people. So I'm just Thanks. so honored that you're on my podcast. So you, of course, I'm so glad to know you. Yeah. Well, good. Well, enjoy those two beautiful babies that I will, that uh, we didn't get to talk about too much, but I know that you have them on pictures of them. Well, not their face. Like I think I, right. it looks like you keep them pretty private. I do. I keep their faces private right now. <laughs> well, I, you have I, a great account. It's a great account. Everyone should go check you. it out. Again, it's Clean Twin Mom. And, yep. and um, Ellen is on Twitter. She's just starting Twitter. So I'm going to show her how to like up the numbers. You know, yes, please help. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> and then Facebook as well. I mean, there's, you know, again, and, and, and Ellen and I were talking before we started recording is that this is such a wonderful community to be a part of because, you know, we're not, you know, when we're in social media trying to help other people, it's, this niche is like, we want to promote other podcasters or other people who are, you know, um, helping people through their Instagram account or, 
um, you know, writing your memoir, you know, I'm going to check in when, with you on that and make sure like once you, if that happened, when, when that happens, yeah. like I'll certainly, you know, like plug that away, but it's like a community of, of people who've recovered or going through recovery and they want to help others. So there's no big competition. Everyone just wants to help everyone. So it's just, it's the best. Like, I know I, I love this club. I feel like I'm one of the, like Laura McCowan says, who wrote the book, you know, we are the luckiest. I just you know, finished that one. Yeah. The, yeah. I love so, that one. Is she truly, it's, we truly are the luckiest. And, um, for those of you that want to, you know, understand more about that, just keep listening to my podcast and other podcasts that are, um, on recovery, listening to people who have really amazing lives as a result of choosing sobriety. So Alan is one of the many, but a wonderful example. So, well, I hope you have a wonderful day and thanks again. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate it. Bye. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you to my guest and all of you for listening. I hope what you heard inspires you to look for and recognize the gifts of sobriety. Sober Gratitudes, a podcast dedicated to delivering messages of hope through true stories of recovery. A sober life is possible if you truly want it.